the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everyone enjoyed the extra hour of sleep? I might go on and on, so you might have to stop me. I got a little bit of extra energy today. So in the Holy Bible, throughout the Bible, we see a lot of different things, right? We see that how there's always crowds that are following Jesus. Always crowds. And for many different reasons, they followed Jesus. Jesus gave great advice. Jesus was a great teacher. Jesus was a healer. So people throughout the Gospels are constantly and always crowds are following Jesus. And although Jesus was followed by crowds throughout the Bible, Jesus didn't see a sea of people, right? Jesus saw individuals. He saw individual people. God didn't see crowds. Jesus didn't see crowds. Jesus only sees individuals. Jesus only knows individuals. He doesn't know crowds. Jesus only cares about individuals. He doesn't care for us in crowds. And that's important for us to understand because sometimes we say God loves everybody. That is true. But God loves us. God sees us. God knows us. God knows me. God cares about me as an individual. So it's good to get away from this idea of crowds and start looking at individuals, because that's how Jesus sees all of us. In today's gospel, Jesus saw an individual in the midst of a very busy synagogue. The synagogue is where Jews went to worship God. So imagine the hustle and bustle and all the different people who are getting ready to enter into the the temple, into the synagogue to pray. So there was this huge crowd that was there, and Jesus, out of the crowd, sees an individual. He reaches out to the individual. We're told, right, that moving on from there, he went into their synagogues, and behold, there was a man there who who had a withered hand. Jesus could have just stepped back, saw a crowd, and said, I know everything, I'm God, and there's so many people in this crowd who need healing, and I see you all, and I'm going to bless you all right now. But Jesus didn't do that. He saw a particular person. He saw an individual. Jesus saw the man with a withered hand. He saw him. Not only did Jesus see the man with the withered hand, he knows the man with the withered hand, and he knows what that man is worth. We're told in the gospel today, he says to the scribes and Pharisees, Jesus, how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Jesus not only saw this individual out of the crowd, he knew this individual that was in the crowd, And finally, Jesus not only saw and knew him, but he also cared for the man that was the individual with the withered hand. The man with the withered hand never asked Jesus for a healing. If we were paying attention to the gospel, Jesus didn't say, Hi, Jesus, please, I I know you can't see me. There's so many people here, but I, I need a healing. No. Jesus cared for him as an individual. He saw his needs as an individual. He cared for him, and he said to the man, Jesus approaches him out of the crowd and says to the man, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And Jesus was willing to put his life on, uh, put his life uh, at risk because he knew that he's not supposed to do work on the Sabbath. He knew by approaching this man, telling this man to stretch out his hand that Jesus was willing to lay down his life. He was willing to care for this man in a way and risk his life by approaching him. It tells us in the Gospels, the Pharisees went out and took counsel against him to put him to death because Jesus went to this individual and he cared for him, saw him, and knew him. They were going to put him to death. They were looking for a way to kill Jesus because of what he did that day for that man, that individual. 
And brothers and sisters, the definition of, of, of something that's withered means to be dried up or to start shrinking. Think of a, of a flower. Once a flower starts to wither, it starts to get dry. It starts to um, shrink. It starts to lose its life. It starts to die. And so the man in today's gospel had a hand that due to some type of injury, he wasn't born with his hand this way, due to some type of injury, the muscles began to shrink and decay, causing the hand to slowly shrink, to slowly dry up, to be useless, and slowly start to die. He had this withered hand. And brothers and sisters, we all have a withered hand in our lives somewhere, someplace right now today. You may be thinking, well, my hands are fine, Father. But I'm not talking about our actual hands. I'm talking about that deep place in each one of our lives right now, which is dried up, which has no life to it, which is shriveling up, which is shrinking, which is slowly dying. We all have experienced some type of injury in our lives, and that injury which happened yesterday or 10 years ago slowly has been decaying, shriveling, shrinking, dying. So we all have a withered hand in our lives. Every single one of us. Again, maybe we have injured ourselves for years by an addiction and slowly we feel defeated, exhausted, tired, dried up, shriveled in shame and we're slowly dying. That could be my withered hand. Maybe it's an injury caused by my spouse, and now my marriage seems to be withering, drying up, shriveling up, and slowly dying. Maybe that's my withering hand. Maybe it's an injury caused by one of my children, and now my patience and love for them seems to be withering, drying up, shriveling, and slowly dying. Maybe it's my finances, which I look back, and because of some decisions I've made, that slowly my finances are drying up, shriveling, shrinking, and dying slowly, causing a lot of pain and injury to my family. Every single one of us. I can go around the room right now and say, tell me what the withered hand is in your life. What's dying? What's shriveling? What's shrinking? What's losing its life? What's dying slowly in our lives? And whatever that withered hand is in your life, Jesus sees you as an individual. He knows you as an individual, and he cares about you as an individual. Again, we get caught up in this idea of crowds. Jesus cares for everybody. Jesus knows everybody. Jesus sees everybody. Yes, but he sees you and your injury. He knows you and your injury, and he cares about you and that withered hand in your life as an individual. And brothers, brothers and sisters, whenever, when we experience an injury in our lives, when that withered hand just continues to slowly die, it's becoming lifeless, and it only slowly seems to be continuing to die, it's a perfect opportunity for the devil to come into our lives and to say to us, right, that Jesus doesn't see you as an individual. Jesus doesn't know you as an individual. Jesus does not care about you as an individual and whatever your injury is, whatever that withered hand is in your life. It's a perfect opportunity. And slowly, we don't wake up one day, we don't, we, don't, we don't go to sleep one day thinking, God, you know me, you love me, you know me, and you care about me, and you see me, and then we wake up the next morning, we're like, wait, no, God doesn't know me, God doesn't love me, God doesn't care about me. 
It happens slowly because that's what withering means. Day after day, hour after hour, week after week, we fall for the sly that God does not see me. Jesus does not see me. And we believe that lie and it grows and withers. Jesus doesn't know me and my injury. Jesus does not care about me and my injury. It slowly starts to die. So we have to know the truth. We have to know the truth of who our God is, what Jesus is all about. If he did it for the man in the, in the gospel today, why can we believe that and say, yes, Jesus, you knew that man in the gospel 2,000 years ago. You saw him, you knew him, and you cared for him. But me today, no. No, I don't believe it. So we need to know the first truth, right? That Jesus sees you. We all want to be seen, brothers and sisters. Every single one of us wants to be seen. You could be the shyest person in the world, and you wanna, we, we don't want to be seen by anybody, but we all want to be seen. And Jesus sees you. We want to be seen, which is why we post things on social media. We hope people see our posts and they like it. We want to be seen when we buy an expensive vehicle or buy an expensive uh, piece of clothing. We want to be seen. We carry that around because we want people to see us. But if we continue to allow people out there in the world to see us, we'll never feel fulfilled or satisfied. It's until we allow Jesus to see us as individuals, that's when everything starts to change. Often we'd rather not Jesus see those very painful places in our lives. We'd rather just not allow Jesus to see those places that are withered hands, those injuries in our lives. We hang on to them and we close ourselves off from those people who've injured us, those withered hands in our lives, and also from Christ. Oftentimes we, we don't want to be seen by Jesus. We'd rather hide and withdraw than to come to Jesus and show him the injury which is causing the slow death in my life. Here it is, Jesus. You see me. And I wonder if the man in today's gospel was hiding from Jesus. Right? Somehow he was withdrawing. I wonder if he, Jesus didn't, he didn't go and approach Jesus because he was hiding and withdrawing because of this injury in his life, this withered hand. It's easier to hide from Jesus. He might have been embarrassed to swing his hand like this and say, Jesus, Jesus, look at my withered hand. I need, I need help with it. But instead, he probably just hid it under his jacket or his coat or his clothing. And oftentimes, we do that. We hide our injured hand. We, in, we hide our withered hand. And that's why it shrivels, shrinks, it's lifeless, and it dies slowly. And again, we don't close our eyes and places of ourselves. We don't often do that. We don't close ourselves off, right? We have to stop hiding and say, Jesus, look at me. That's number one. That's our first truth. Jesus sees me. Say that with me. Jesus sees me. Jesus sees me. Second truth is Jesus knows me. There are 8 billion people in the world, and Jesus knows you as an individual. He knows your injuries. He knows what's shriveling up in your life. He knows what's dried up. He knows what's slowly dying. He knows me. Say that with me. Jesus knows me. Jesus knows me. Jesus knows me as an individual. And the best way to come, we could say that all day, but the best way to come to know that Jesus really knows me is to read his scripture verses. Again, we read this. It's in, it's in the Bible for a reason, today's gospel. 
It's, it's for a reason. When we're not reading the scripture verses, when we're not entering into the scene, if we don't see ourselves as that man with a withered hand and Jesus approaching me and that he sees me and knows me, then why would I believe that he knows me? We won't believe it. We read the stories like it's something from 2,000 years ago, this historical event. We're meant to enter into the scripture verses and allow Jesus to bring the healing and restoration into our lives, which we desperately need. But we don't read the scripture verses. We wait till Sunday, some of us. And then we come and we say, that's a nice story. We have to be constantly going back into the scripture verses and entering into the scenes and placing ourselves in the scenes and saying to the Lord, this is me, you know me. I remember one time having a conversation with an atheist. It was a three-hour conversation. And I wish I could take those three hours back, but I can't because we didn't get anywhere. (laughs) After three hours, he goes, you've made some good points, but I still, you haven't convinced me that God exists. And I said, you haven't convinced me that God does not exist. I said, let me tell you something. The difference between you and I is you know a lot about Jesus. I know Jesus. Not because I'm a priest. I know him because I spend time with him every single day. I open up his book and I let him speak into my life. I said, so I know him. He's real. He's alive and he exists because he says things every day to me through the scripture verses that you might as well tell me that my parents don't exist. I said, so go back and ask God, God, if you exist, show me. So do we know on an individual basis that Jesus knows me out of the 8 billion people in the world? On a very personal level. And finally, the third truth is Jesus cares about me. Say that. Jesus cares about me. me. There are a lot of people we have in our lives who see us and know us, but they don't care about us. And Jesus cares deeply for every single one of us. In a different translation of today's reading of the gospel, we're told that it was the man's right hand. We didn't hear that in today's gospel. In a different translation, it says it was the man's right hand that was withered. And this detail is important for a reason is because Jesus allowed, God allowed this little detail about the right hand being in today's gospel because he was probably right-handed. So his right hand is a source of strength. His right hand is how he made money, how he provided for his family. It was everything to him, this right hand. And the devil does just that. He takes the thing that Jesus wants to be our strength, that withered thing in my life, that injury, and he turns it into a weakness by believing the lie that Jesus doesn't care about you. Jesus wants to bring strength from this withered hand in our lives. He wants us to go out into a world that doesn't believe in Jesus, that doesn't believe in God, and we can proclaim and say, God is alive because I had this thing in my life which was withered, and I brought it to him, and he cares for me deeply, and... That's why I believe. That deepest weakness, that withered hand in our lives, Jesus wants to make it the strongest thing in our lives if we just stretch out our hand and allow Jesus to do it. So I just want to end a little bit differently today, just uh, for a few minutes, for a couple minutes. Just, I want you to just close your eyes and imagine yourself in the presence of Jesus right now. Let him see you. Let him look at you with love and kindness. Imagine him smiling at you right now. Even though some of us think that he would not smile at us, he wants to smile at every single one of us right now. Look at his hair, look at his sacred heart that's beating with love right now. Imagine all these things right now. 
And I want you to repeat these words as you're focusing on Jesus and speaking to him as friends speak to friends. So repeat after me as you're focusing on Jesus, him smiling at you. Say these words to Jesus. Dear gentle Jesus, today I stretch out to you the withered hand in my life. Only in your presence can I find the courage to look at my brokenness and to see myself as you see me. Help me to let the power of your love reach into those painful places in my heart that are bruised and need of healing. Let me rest for a moment, Jesus in the comfort of your embrace. You see me, you know me, and you care about me. Amen.